chapter 13, verses 1 through 3. Let brotherly love continue. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Remember them that are in bonds, as bound with them, and them which suffer adversity, as being yourselves also in the body. Now, Paul is simply saying here in this passage for them to continue to walk in the love of God toward each other. He instructs them to be kind and hospitable to strangers. He tells them to always be mindful of the Christians who were in prison for the gospel's sake. Keep them close to your hearts in thoughts and in the same position. Paul understood this all so well. Hallelujah. All right, look at verse number four. Marriage is honorable in all and the bed undefiled. But whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge. Marriage is honorable in the eyes of God. It is honorable because God himself instituted it. God married the first couple on earth, Adam and Eve. Fornication, which is sex outside of marriage, and adultery, sex outside of the married relation, is totally prohibited and unacceptable in the eyes of God. God will judge all whoremongers and adulterers. God is serious about family. I say God is serious about family. He is serious about marriage. The family is the very center of the whole structure, and it is the very center of the church. God started creation off with a marriage. Shacking up, playing house is unacceptable before God. All right, let's look at verses 5 and 6. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. For he had said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Now he tells them not to be lovers of money, but to be content in whatever state they find themselves in. And know of a surety that God will never leave or forsake you. We can boldly say that the Lord is our helper. And because he is our helper, we will not fear what man shall do to us physically. I believe that Paul was getting them ready for the persecutions that lied ahead of them. All right, look at verse number seven. Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose fate follow, considering the end of their conversation. Now, Paul is saying here for them to keep before them the leaders who taught them the word of God as their examples. These leaders were great examples to imitate. All right, look at verse number eight. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever in his character, in his person and in his attributes. Hallelujah. All right, verse number nine. Be not carried about with divers and strange doctrines, for it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace, not with meats, which have not profited them that have been occupied therein. Now, Paul says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 8. But meat commended us not to God, for neither if we eat are we the better, neither if we eat not are we the worse. Paul is saying the same thing here in this verse. Don't be deceived by strange teachings concerning diets, ceremonies, and rituals, which has not and will not profit anyone. All right, verse number 10. We have an altar, whereof they have no right to eat which serve the tabernacle. Paul is making a comparison between what Israel had under the old covenant in contrast to the better things of the new covenant. Today we have an altar, which is the throne of grace. It used to be a throne of judgment. 
But because of the shed blood of Jesus that has been placed there, we now have salvation and grace. All right, verses 11 and 12. For the bodies of those beasts whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin are burned without the camp. Wherefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. Now, under the Mosaic system, the high priest brought the blood of the slain animals into the sanctuary as a sacrifice for sin. And then the bodies of the animals were burned outside the city. This was called the sin offering. By the same token, Jesus died outside of the city. Why? Because he was the sin offering. The sin offering was taken away from the temple and burned outside of the camp. Jesus was our sin offering. He paid the penalty for our sin. All right, let's look at verses 13 and 14. Let us go therefore unto him without the camp, bearing his reproach. For here we have no continuing city, but we seek one to come. Now, the Living Bible says it best. It reads, So let us go out to him beyond the city walls, that is, outside the interests of this world, being willing to be despised, to suffer with him, bearing his shame. For this world is not our home. We are looking forward to our everlasting home in heaven. Oh, I like that. All right, look at verses 15 and 16. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Now, we ought to always offer the sacrifice of praise to God by giving him thanks for all that he has done and are doing and shall do. And we ought to do good and to share with others who are in need. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. All right, look at verses 17 through 19. Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves for they watch for your souls as they that must give account that they may do it with joy and not with grief for that is unprofitable for you. Pray for us for we trust we have a good conscience in all things willing to live honestly. But I beseech you the rather to, to do this that I may be restored to you the sooner. Paul tells them to be obedient and submissive to the leaders that were placed over them. Why? Because they watch over their souls. Why do they do that? Because they have to give an account for each of you. God has placed you under their care and they are responsible for your souls. As shepherds, they are responsible for the care of you, the sheep. He instructs them to be obedient and, and submissive to them so that they can do their job as shepherds with joy instead of with grief. Paul then asks them to pray for them. He says our conscience is clear and we want to keep it that way. Listen, a good conscience is produced when a life is aligned with the word of God. The word of God will keep you honest. Then he says, I especially need your prayers to come back to you sooner, that God will allow me to come to you sooner. All right, verses 20 and 21. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Now, Jesus is presented here in this passage as the great shepherd. In Psalm 22, he is presented as the good shepherd. In John chapter 10 and verse 11, he calls himself the good shepherd. As the good shepherd, he gave his life for the sheep. As the great shepherd, he perfects 
or matures the sheep. We see that here and also in Psalm 23. Because the Lord is my shepherd, I have everything I need. He lets me rest in the meadow grass and leads me beside the, the, the quiet streams. He leads us in his word, feeding us, nourishing us, causing us to grow and grow until we reach the mature state in him. Then in Psalm 24, he is presented as the chief shepherd. First Peter chapter 5 and verse 4 reads, And when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that faded not away. Jesus died in the past as the good shepherd. He is coming one day as the chief shepherd for his sheep. Today, he is our great shepherd. All right, let's look at verses 22 through 25. And I beseech you, brethren, suffer the word of exhortation, for I have written a letter unto you in few words. Know ye that our brother Timothy is set at liberty, with whom, if he comes shortly, I will see you. Salute all them that have the rule over you, and all the saints. They of Italy salute you. Grace be with you all. Amen. Now, the Living Bible reads it like this. Brethren, please listen patiently to what I have said in this letter, for it is a short one. I want you to know that Brother Timothy is now out of jail. If he comes here soon, I will come with him to see you. Give my greetings to all your leaders and to the other believers there. The Christians from Italy who are here with me send you their love. God's grace be with you all. Goodbye. <laughs> the King James Version says, grace be with you all. Amen. 